It was the week of Passover, the great Jewish holiday. And Jesus, who had been coming out of the hill country, was making his way into Jerusalem to celebrate. Up to now, Jesus had never stepped into Jerusalem. He'd spent most of his time in ministry up in the northern part of Israel, in Judea, around the Sea of Galilee at Capernaum and Nazareth. But at this time, Jesus was turned and coming into the great city, the cultural, social, religious, and economic center of the land. People did something interesting as he was coming in. They would, as, they, as he come running in, they had these great palms and they were taking the palms off and throwing them down on the road. They were taking their cloaks off and laying them down. Now, this wasn't unusual for an, a welcome of a king. You see, as a king would go out and conquer another land, it would bring its loot and carts and horses and, and load it up. They would bring them back into the city and the people celebrating the return of the king would pull all these things down and lay them down to welcome the king home. But what's unusual is that Jesus wasn't a king. Maybe people had heard all that Jesus was up to, teaching with authority and, and healing and, and bringing good news to the poor, the widow, the outcast, the orphan. And maybe they thought, at this time of the Passover, that something was happening. You see, the Passover was the celebration of Moses leading the people out of their slavery in Egypt and bringing them home again, setting them free again. And the people in Jerusalem were under rule of the Romans. Maybe they thought that Jesus was like a new Moses coming back to set them free again. They were ready to crown him king. It reminds me of a, a great rock opera I grew up with, an album, uh, Jesus Christ Superstar, the, the great 70s rock opera by Andrew Lloyd Webber. And one of my favorite scenes in it is this scene where Simon Zealot, the zealot, is welcoming uh, Jesus into the, the city, and he's singing, and they're dancing, and they're saying, Christ, you know I loved you. Did you see I waved? I believe in you and God. Now tell me that I'm saved. You see, that word that we hear, the word Hosanna, that word actually means save us. Please save us. So when they're crying out Hosanna to Jesus, it's not, it's not a praise, it's actually a cry for help. As Jesus is coming into the city, they're saying, please save us, please save us. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord to come save us. So they're singing, Christ, you know I loved you. The, the leaders of the temple come out and say, everybody needs to be quiet. And then Jesus says, they can't be quiet. They're, they're still doing this. They're still, they're gonna, even if they were quiet, the stones would start to sing. Well, as they do this, Simon finally turns this moment into something different. He says, Christ, what more do you need to convince you that you've made it and you're easily as strong as the filth from Rome who rape our country and who terrorized our people for so long? Every one of 50,000 are singing their love and praise to you, and every one of 50,000 will do whatever you want them to do. Keep them yelling their devotion, but add a touch of hate at Rome. You will arise to the, be the greater power. You will give your people a home. You see, Simon thought, like the people did, that Jesus came with the, with the weight of power that the world would have, that Jesus was coming as a king to conquer. But then suddenly, the narrative shifts as Jesus sings. He says to Simon, Neither you, Simon, nor the 50,000 
nor the Romans, nor the Jews, nor Judas, nor the Twelve, nor the priests, nor the scribes, nor doomed Jerusalem itself, understand what power is, understand what glory is, understand at all, understand at all. See, they had in their head that power was about exerting control and over the other. It was all the ways that those mechanisms of social, economic, power, political, and, and religious culture want to co-opt empire and use it as a force to, to, to change the world. But Jesus had a different narrative, a different way of wanting to do what he was doing. Jesus had a whole other way of wanting to exert power and control. He sings this immediately following. If you knew all that I knew, my poor Jerusalem, you'd see the truth, but you close your eyes, but you close your eyes. While you live, your troubles are many, poor Jerusalem. To conquer death, you only have to die. You only have to die. The way of Jesus' power isn't the way of the world's power. The way that Jesus sees power is, is laying one life down for the sake of the world. You see, at the end of the week, they would crown Jesus king, but not in the way that we think. It wouldn't be a crown of gold. It would be a crown of thorns. He would be draped in a purple robe, a sign of royal privilege, but they would do it out of mockery and making fun of him. He would hang under a sign that said, the King of the Jews. And little did they know that they were speaking the truth. But what they didn't understand is that this was a different kind of king. This was a king who would lay the life down for the people, that wouldn't co-opt all those powers to exert power over, but instead would surrender all power, that he would not be the kind of king that is there to be served, but the kind of king who serves, a kind of king who dies for the reign of the world, right? It's a shocking change. And the people didn't get it. And they let him die. We are still enslaved to so many things. And maybe today is another day where we cry, Hosanna, save us. Maybe save us from COVID-19, but maybe also just save us from isolation or save us from all those things that exert power and control over us. Maybe we need to be saved from all the things that we are locked into. Maybe today is a day that we have to lay down our coats, our palms, maybe our lives. Because the only way to conquer death is to die to die to ourself, to die to the, the ways of the world, to die to those things that have power over us. The only way to conquer that is to finally let it go. Today, when, when I think about communion, I think about the ways in, that we come to the rail and we have to open our hands in order to commune with God. And what I see about that is not just an act of receiving God, but actually a surrendering too, of, of having to open our hands to let things go in order to have and understand what it means to have body, the body and blood of our King given to us. Maybe 
Today is a day to cry Hosanna and a day to open our hands, to take off our cloaks, to pull down palms and say, Lord, come save us. Save us from ourselves. For we have a king who walks with us, knows us and loves us. We have one who's come to save us from ourselves. May you cry Hosanna this day. Amen.